0: Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musics of two late 40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which, as everybody knows, is a bearded Greek New Age keyboard virtuoso playing seven-chord synthesizers (laughs) simultaneously at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado to create an atmospheric astral tapestry for a mere $1200 a ticket.
1: And you, Bill, of all the people I know, you'd be most likely to pay $1200 for that.
0: I, ticket. you know what, when I uh, when I wrote this very actual fact, uh, factual account down, I wondered, have I lived through this or am I just sort right. of spinning this out of my imagination?
1: So, who's the guy you're thinking of? Is that Vangelis or who yes, are you thinking and, of? And
0: and yes, and yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm sorry to do this, I'm going to correct you. It's a hard Vangelis. G. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Vangelis. Yeah.
1: This is what Bill's talking about kids is there used to be a whole genre of music called prog rock, I guess. And I, well, was he, did he count as prog rock?
0: Yeah, you know, he he, he dipped in and out of it. And was very, right. I mean, I, don't, I don't, you can't go through that many synthesizers without, I think, right. running he the risk of being
1: well, well, you could be, but are you rock necessarily, right?
0: Yeah, at the beginning of his career, he came out of the 60s, uh, without going crazy. Yeah, he came out, he had like acid psychedelia music and then it was really synthy and then, yeah, that okay. kind of thing. Up to the chariots, chariots of fire, right? That's the most famous right, thing. You'd that say. that was did. his
1: big hit. Bill's into that stuff, folks. Uh, he's, you know, he is, he is an aficionado of not only Emerson and Lake, but also Palmer.
0: Occasi- so, occasionally, you know, Palmer, even a, uh, occasionally Powell Palmer too, a, even, even Powell, even Powell. <laughs> even
1: Powell uh, if anybody can I, identify I am, that reference,
0: they're going to get a prize in the mail. Yeah, believe me. Uh, you know, some
1: know. Uh, and I am uh, your other co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The Trivia Game Show Spectacular. Welcome to the show, folks. Um, what do we do on this show? We're, we're we're getting old. We're trying to keep up. So we talk about stuff that's happening that's hot. What don't we do? And Of, of course we do. And today, uh, this is something... It's been on our potential topic list for quite some time. Am yes, I right? Sir.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And I stumbled upon an article on Salon. Salon.com this week that brought it to the fore for me. I thought that article was... You know, when I dug deeper into the topic, I really thought that article was was the best of the best. It really summed up a lot of what matters here, for better or worse. A good article by a a salon writer named Amanda Marcote, whose work I've enjoyed over the years. We're talking about a, I guess we call this a social media trend, an influencer trend, but a cultural force, unfortunately. Bill, give us the 611 on Tradwives. Tradwives. All one word, closed up. I mentioned that to someone. They said that sounds like it's short for traditional wives, and I said that's exactly what it's short for. Yeah. So what specifically does that mean, sir?
0: Well, tradwives, as I've invented, designed, and proliferated the image myself uh, to everybody. Tradwives are really? women. No, I haven't. That's I can't back that up. Uh, tradwives are women who believe. And practice traditional sex roles and marriages, uh, and the gender word gender roles. Genderals. Genderals. Oh well, okay, all of the above. As Noah says, it is a portmanteau. One of my favorite words, and also uh, that's they, a great word. That's and, a you know what good a great word. actress yeah. from uh, Attack of the Clones. She was really good in that movie too. Uh, yes. <clears throat> I'll let you sit with that for a second. So many trad wives uh, believe it's that... Not,
1: it's not even... It, I'm laughing because it's not funny. It's one of
0: those jokes. I, 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 I You know what? Laughter is laughter. I, 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 however cheaply it comes to me... Yeah, you however know, you
1: get it, yeah, it's worth
0: it. it yeah. I win. I win I win yeah, the battle. Win. I win the end. Yeah. You win the day. Yeah. So many trad wives believe that they do not sacrifice women's rights by choosing to take a homemaking role within the marriage, but others choose to leave careers to focus instead on meeting their family's needs in the home. According to Google Trends, this is all from Wikipedia, by the way. This is a very uh, uh, clinical yeah, definition. You, but I, you dug deep. You dug I guess deep. the job done, yeah. Um, yeah. Online searches of the term tradwife began to rise in popularity around the mid-2018 period. It experienced high levels during the early 2020s. Uh, maybe we'll put a dart in that and figure out why that is. Uh, seems easy enough, but... The traditional housewife aesthetic has since spread throughout the, India, I- the internet in India. The, the internet, too, yeah. in part through social media, the man writes here in all capital letters. Oh, wait, I wrote that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it features women extolling the virtues of behaving as the ideal woman. So trad wife aesthetic has been criticized due to associations in the US and the UK with alt-right and white nationalism. You knew we were going there. And critics often stipulate that trad wives embodied, embody what has been described as toxic femininity and perhaps femininity. So I'm going over the place. Toxicity of you femininity. more coffee, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Toxic Tox- femininity. toxicity and fiscity. yeah, And uh, system of the down toxicity. Uh, and uh, internalized sexism. I feel like everyone knows that uh, that's one of the terms that's probably going to come up in this discussion. If you're not already thinking of that one yourself. Critics claim that this is a tactic used by male alt-right adherents to recruit more women to far-right causes. Uh, now, despite all of this, the rip can actually be diverse demographically and ideologically. Influences inside this demi monde range from 1950s era American culture, Christian religious values, conservative politics, choice feminism, and even perhaps neo-paganism. Yeah, put that one into your brain. Uh, commenters, I like
1: neo-paganism. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the neo-pagans. Big fan. I'm of not going to join, but. Uh, <clears throat> There was a question in my online, Bill, there was a question in Learning League, the online trivia league I'm a member of, the other day about The Wicker Man. And I was
0: so happy. Oh, I just saw that yes. in the theater last week. It's great, yeah. Great, great movie. Yeah. Such a good movie, speaking of neo-pagan. So, Best la- neo-pagan movie ever. The last note here, well, Midsummer's pretty good, but yes, it is more of a Midsummer's classic. good, but Wicker Man's better. It's classic. Uh, my yeah. last note here, it says, comment, commentators have noted that the there actually is more class than racial diversity in trad tradwifery. Mm-hmm. So though the content is uh, not as white as one might assume, I'm also assuming that it is still fairly white, perhaps. Um, yeah, so like Noah put this on the list, but I mean, I, I feel like everyone's heard of this. I mean, this is something that everyone has an opinion on. Maybe you didn't really dra- drag down deep into it, but the question is Noah, what did you discover when you did drill into
2: it?
1: Uh, well, I'm going to try to not enter with my head on fire. Um, some of it is okay. Uh, one name that I saw pop up a few times is Hannah Nealman. And she has an Instagram, very popular Instagram feed called Ballerina Farm. Oh, Jesus. Is, yeah, I remember
0: that one. Sure. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. She and her
1: husband, she's a former ballerina. Her husband's super rich. His dad was the founder of JetBlue. And they just left the city with their three kids and bought a farm. No experience.
0: Which which city, Noah? Which city did they leave? Uh, Salt Lake? Yes, sir. Yeah, they're Mormons. Yeah, yeah. They're Mormons
1: and they now have like seven kids and you know they meticulously chronicle it on on Instagram and it's you know it's uh, I, I read an article about it that described it as the Edenic allure of Ballerina Farm and I get that you know things are stressful and looking at happy pretty people enjoying a happy pretty quote unquote natural life can be a balm in these troubled times and and who am I to criticize anyone for seeking succor from that. Um, but I think when you scratch the surface of this and the Salon article really, you know, led me down that road to read quite a bit about this. Uh, the trad wife, trad wife, trad wife, trad wives trend.
0: My trad wife? Yes,
1: is in many ways an embodiment of the modern uh, American right wing. It's grievance focused. It's rudely judgmental. It's hypocritical. Um, I watched a few videos of a TikToker who goes by Classically Abby and she talks about how she's a conservative influencer and she's left the feminist rat race and all she does is take care of her husband. And the whole thing was just whining.
0: And you remember whose sister she is? Oh
1: yes, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> we see where she comes from. She says, I'm a clerk, conservative conservative influencer. All she talks about is what a victim she is. She attacks, I mean, this is what conservatives do. She attacks a straw man or straw woman in this case.
0: And she's, she's Jewish
1: too, you know? Well, yeah, well, there's a lot of self-hating Jews. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, saying non-conservatives don't care about marriage, uh, that non-conservatives believe everyone should do whatever they want, no matter the consequences, which is literally not true. Again, a straw woman. Um, if you're conservative, you've been left behind, you've been told how to act, culture has left you behind, which is just utter horseshit. I mean, listen to our episode about Yellowstone, um, and Morgan Wallen, and, you know, I mean, look, conservatives, modern American conservatives feel that any, the most hypersensitive people in history, any slight against them is an existential crime on their part, um, there's a there's a good article i found in the guardian from hadley freeman who writes but this isn't actually about fighting the system this is about women fighting against their own insecurities about their lives and because of these insecurities they then insist they are oppressed ones the brave speakers of truth um you know this is this is like i said this is the right wing grievance machine now they need to be the victims and this is one specific example of it where they embody it by By attacking feminists, saying feminists hate women, hate family, hate peace, hate freedom, hate everything that they purport to love. And they embody it by leaning into not the reality, the stereotype of the old fashioned woman who somehow was better, more pure. You know, it's it's the flip side of the alpha male real men take care of people and shoot guns and, you know, like bacon and all that stuff. Um, I read um, a couple quotes from a woman named Beth Gantz, and she is, um, I don't know what she's a TikToker, but she made a video that kind of went viral that that clapped back at um, the trad wife aesthetic. Um, it showed like a woman kneading dough and cracking eggs, and it said, it had text overlaid over it. Husband pays the bills. You know the secret to farmsteading as a trad wife. Husband pays the bills. Generation wealth. White privilege. Farming on stolen indigenous land. And then she's quoted in uh, one of these articles that said, "And if you think about it politically, a lot of conservative values don't align with the things I associate with homesteading: stewardship of the earth, taking care of people who are less fortunate than you." Unquote. And that gets us into the whole world of you know these people being hypocritical Christians um so there's a lot to hate here there's really a lot to hate here um you know and maybe i'm seeing it too much to the lens of politics but i think in this day and age in the united states at least everything's the lens of politics and uh you know later later in this episode i'll get into more of why this is bad but yeah i think this is pretty unpleasant pretty toxic stuff i mean it, it, it veers from I mean, I'm leaning on the, the, the people like classically Abby saying, you're the victim, you're the victim, you're the victim. And even if it's just uh, a Hannah Neilman or something, who's not, you know, crying victimhood, there's also just, you know, it's a facade. It's not real. And it purports to be real. You know, even just the fact that meticulously, you know, uh, uh, recording it on Instagram makes it unreal in a sense
0: you know yeah. it's fine. i was going to bleed off with a quote that i shagged from a source a guy named max reed who's a, who's a critic yes. a media, media critic
1: I, I saw him quoted yeah.
0: yeah and he said it's just audience strategy quote social yeah. networks are specifically yeah. designed to engage people in exactly this way through the performance exactly. of political social identity putting it together as a lifestyle that you show over the course of multiple videos question mark it's perfect um and and yet here i am i'm going to get inflamed by exactly the same thing you are, even though I'm trying to be rational about it and, and mostly, um, you know, sanguine. Uh, look, I mean, everybody knows. Look, both of us are dudes. We're liber- very liberal, bleeding heart guys. We're also feminists too. But I, I have any fucking difficulty doing it, any defining about how women should behave. Having said that, this is a funhouse heart, mere nightmare. I mean, please uh-huh. stop this at all costs. Make it go away as soon as possible. <laughs> You know, I the, the the maybe the more savvy participants uh, of this trend seem to be beside the point. You know, which is which is the point being to augment growing Christo Christo fascist evangelicalism a mm-hmm. movement in America, clear the way towards hegemony over all women. You know, and of course, you know you didn't say, but you meant it. Biological women, of course, because those yeah Although never those who identify as women but only those the quote unquote I, the yeah. biological woman to me sounds like a pernicious phrase i it even i recall yeah, saying it is that. pernicious
2: yeah it yeah
0: is. <laughs> it's like again and, and
1: look let's i mean this is part of one of many problems of attacking trans people is that there's still a very small minority in this country tiny infinitesimally and, and a safe you minority know, even if you you think, yes and even if you think they're toxic which they're not but even if you think are no more than other people you know, is this really the issue? Well, the Earth
0: is melting. You yeah. Know, anyway, so continue. no, no, that, that's pretty much it. It's like this is this is too far fetched. It's too it's so retrograde. I mean, it, it it's so expensive, a, a, pro- a proposition <laughs> yes, yes. To, to succeed in life. But the thing is, tradwifery is destined to make people's lives more hellish while we squabble, on uh, uh, you know, on the way into the future as a culture. Like you said, there are bigger problems. The fucking planet's burning, and yet. You know, the, people are still gonna sit here and try to poke a short stick into your eye on, on, while they're chasing clout on social media.
2: I do not go to the gym without my husband, ever. Men just sometimes don't follow those boundaries and it's not about trust, it's about removing yourself from a situation before it can even happen.
1: You know, why is this a, a potent fantasy? And this will lead us to, you know, discussion that I thought Amanda Marcotte really dug into effectively. Uh, why is this a popular fantasy why are women making these videos why are people watching them maybe who is watching them you know you said it's part of the trend of the right wing you know trying to, trying to drag us back to the 1500s or some shitty even worse funhouse version of the 1500s but uh you know beyond that why is this popular
0: well, cynically, no, this is this I think this is influencing. I mean, no matter where it comes from, the only intersection we had in our research was with the idea that this was influencing you, if not to buy shit, but then to live a certain way. But if there were no TikTok and there were no gram, I don't think that there would be a movement. I, I don't I don't think that there would certainly be a couple of people who are out there living this life. It's just that there's no way to connect with other people and sort of make no, a But that's war. the
1: thing. This isn't living this life. This is performatively living Correct. this life. Correct. You know, there have like, always been farmers who just don't give a shit about the, about the world watching them. In the 1990s. Or housewives there, or whatever.
0: In the 1990s, there was a man by the name of Eustace Bailey, who I think I want to say was in his late 30s or early 40s. He dropped out of society. I think he was from somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, lived in the city. And then lived the mountain man style. He decided to, you know, wield an axe, he filled his own timbers, he built his own house, he filtered his own water, he, he survived on no electricity and, and implements in nature. And he was this guy, you know, and he was a stud too. So it's like when you looked at him, he was apparently in really good shape. He was one of those guys where people like dragged an article out of him because he was like some eccentric people knew. But when they looked at him, he was the, he was the epitome of the sort of self reliant mountain man. Not in a way of right. like Henry David Thoreau, who was a fraud when he wrote Walden Pond because he wasn't fending for himself. He was just telling you what other people should do while his own yeah. Sister... Wasn't
1: it? Wasn't it his like his, mom's his land or something?
0: And his sister was bringing groceries man. on the weekly basis in a in a horse drawn carriage. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it's like he was watching netflix at night most people don't know that about Thoreau. but these he people was are chasing he's addicted to house
0: of cards they're chasing cloud you know and and it's like i hate to say this but from the, from the kept woman who who have capitalist boyfriends and husbands to the to the fucking farmy gauzily dressed clotted cream types who live barefoot with 19 Mormon kids you know i i think that the the, the real active ingredient here is the idea that trad wifery is owning the fucking libs which is Pretty much the most salient conclusion I could...
1: That's the most... That's why they like Trump. That's why they like Trump. Uh, Look, I think... Let me start with a little bit that's positive. I think there's a lot that's appealing to this idea of the simple life. As things get more stressful, as things get more dire, as the world gets more complicated, we want to, you know, the Edenic pleasures, right? I mean, even though it's a fantasy of simple life, you know, retreating into some level of fantasy is... Uh, you know, is a is a very human, natural thing. So, in some sense, that's okay. Uh, there's also a post COVID thing. I think COVID anxiety, you know, a topic we talked about some time ago that that I think the pandemic kind of brought to the fore was anti work. So, I think this is a shade I, it's important to bring up. You're right. You're right. Right, where it's just you know the world. Work the working world, more more Americans have realized that our 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 working world for most of us is bullshit. So even if it's a fantasy, if this idea of retreating, leaving the working world behind, going back to like a almost a pre-industrial, you know, or you know, little house on a prairie kind of thing.
0: Pastoral is the word I use for it. Right.
1: Pastoral, thank you. There's something very, you know, appealing about that, even if only fantasy. And then you say striving for social media, everything is a performance in our world these days. Uh, I mean, looking at that woman, uh, uh, Ballerina Farm, even before that, she was like dancing in her beautiful house with her kids. And it, it was, she was making parenting a, a performance. I mean, tons of, tons of people, especially tons of women do that even without embracing the trad wife aesthetic. But uh, again, I, I really want to praise Amanda Marcotte for this great article in Salon. I'm going to quote her here. She says, the trad wives claiming otherwise on social media are playing a shell game. They sneer at feminists for working, but creating online content is work and often quite lucrative for those who snag huge fan bases. Most Tradwives online are far more hashtag girlboss than even the most outspoken feminist. Their viewers are just too gullible to know what they're consuming is a toxic fantasy. And that final line leads us to perhaps the biggest point of Marcote's piece is that she argues that Who are the audience of these trad wives? They're not women. They're toxic men looking for approval from their safe spaces. And let me quote her again. By feeding conservative audiences a largely imaginary roar of feminists, the trad wives are also pulling off another sleight of hand, distracting from how their content preys upon men, especially young men, by selling them a silly fantasy as reality. In the process, they're contributing to the male loneliness epidemic. Male loneliness epidemic. There is a phrase, folks. By discouraging young men from developing the skills and mindset they need to get a real girlfriend instead of just subsisting on a steady stream of social media delusions. So her point, which I think is very salient, is that this is of a piece with the Ben Shapiros, with the Andrew Tates, with the Jordan Petersons, all these fucking piece of shit guys online who are telling men, many of whom who have grievances, the world is changing out from under them. The lessons they've been taught are not true. Life is hard. By telling them it's not your fault, you don't need to change, you're perfect in your mother's basement screaming at people on the internet, it's the stupid bitches who are the problem. And you are entitled to a submissive, meek, beautiful, no matter how many babies you put into her, uh, woman, who will serve you. It is feeding this toxic masculinity machine. That is part of your what you're talking about, this crusade to get us back to a pre-liberal world order.
2: My husband does not have to lift a finger when he is at home because if he's the breadwinner and he goes out, the provider.
0: No, Tarno, tell me, would you have liked this as a kid when it would have benefited you the most?
1: <laughs> uh, the answer is maybe. And that that kind of chills me. Like I often say that you know, I think back to some of the attitudes I had when I was young and I'm really glad the internet wasn't around because I think I, I could have been lured into a very, some very, very dark places. And look, I, I mean, as for me now, I'm going to be honest here. I, if you know me, I mean, I, don't, I haven't mentioned it that much on the show, but if you know me personally or you know me well, you know that I am 48 years old, never married. Um, I have some problems with dating. And I spent a lot of time, especially in the last few years, I I will be proud to say, working on myself and trying to, you know, maybe solve these problems or at least understand these problems. But it's hard. You know, anyone who's done self-exploration knows it is hard. And there are times that I'm tempted to to blame my problems on other people, specifically on women as this, you know, unrealistic monolith. You know, because that's easier sometimes than looking inward, or 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 you can't look outward. You know, blame society, blame you know bad lessons, bad. Sometimes you sometimes
0: for, you just don't get the correct answer. Honestly, sometimes you get it wrong when you do the math question. You know what I yeah, mean?
1: Yeah, and it's you know, I mean, look, it, it's it's I think a lot of it isn't my fault, but it's not the fault of women, and there is no woman monolith. Um, you know, it so it can be tempting to blame. Women to blame feminism, which since the 60s has been branded as this, you know, ridiculous cartoon character where it's far more nuanced than that. I think mostly positive. Um, So, you know, there's a slight bit of me that's tempted by it now, just the slightest bit. So I'm really afraid when I was a teen or in my 20s, when I was a fucking dumbass, I would have been. And, you know, if the Internet were around when I was a kid and TikTok and all that. I might have been tempted. So, you know, thank God I'm not, but yeah, if I were young now, this this might snag me and and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say.
0: I had trouble plumbing the depths of this because, you know, my revulsion is what it is now, but the thing is I I think back to when I was younger. I mean, I I this thing at its maximal worst is is, is creepy and 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 it's an unrecognizable version of any femininity I've ever known. To the point where I couldn't even imagine it. Um, you know, I, 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 am not even imagining it, but finding it somehow viable, like, oh, this is the answer to something I haven't quite figured out. It's a real tonic. Like you said, you see, you just from a bomb earlier, you know what I mean? So the thing is, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to describe whatever I do think femininity is or what image I have gotten received from either friends or, or family members or, or lovers along the way. You know, I've been surrounded by. Third and fourth waivers for as long as I've been in adulted <laughs> Western yeah. society, and I'd never bumped into anything like this, and that's why this is like looking at somebody. You know, we we often joke about the the Sentinel Islanders. And you know, it's like, it's probably an enigma you can't wrap your head around like an MC Escher drawing. And this is a little bit of that too, where it's like, I just don't know what to make of it. And I don't know if I would have had any easier time wrapping my hands around it when I was younger, You know, whether I was either as a kid looking up at it or as a young person who's in the market for romance at the first time trying to find a girlfriend or a wife along the way in my twenties.
2: I always make sure I am put together um, this is a really big thing. I think that waking up in the morning and just staying in pajamas all day, it's not the way to go. Pull yourself together, put some makeup on, put a cute outfit on, do your hair.
1: How is the rise of trad wives, the belief in trad wives, the women who are trad wifing for social media clout, the men who you know, theoretically are consuming the trad wifery content and believing it's evangelizing, was having trouble getting that word out. How is any of that a sign of the apocalypse?
0: Look, as horrible as this can be, and I believe it is horrible on its face, this this has to be, and unless we ret- return to this in, in seven or eight years as a topic and see the things have changed, I think this is an infinitesimally small phenomenon, which is... Re- <laughs> I hope you're fucking right. Man. It's relegated... Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Look, this is relegated okay. to the cool. world... This is relegated to the fictional world of... Uh, parasocial relationships to some degree mm-hmm. you know you keep talking about the performative aspects of motherhood the performative aspects of marriage and and, and you know making fucking sourdough and berry tarts and, and all this shit churning your own butter yeah. um, you know I think the serving your man so much of it is how to
1: compliment him yeah. and how to make him feel good and and just it's it's not about you; okay, it's about but him.
0: The, oh. the on the ground boots on the ground cost of doing business in this way is going to be upper middle class to upper class. Yeah, which, which is so because
1: because we live in a society where the woman has to work ninety yeah.
0: percent of the time. Yeah, but also unless it, it, you're as, unless also, you're well off, yeah. it's just not cold reality of what of what the baseline of what the middle band of America looks like. It's one thing as, mm. as I'm saying this is this is self selecting. And rarer than you could possibly imagine. It just looks so noxious that it portends an apocalypse that it couldn't possibly be there.
1: All
0: right. Uh, I think this is a sign of the apocalypse
1: because I think it is part of that thing with, you know, all those horrible men I named. Trump's number one among them, which is dragging men down. You know, I like the term toxic masculinity and I like that. You know, I mean, the the clapback at that is like, "Oh, you think masculinity is toxic?" That is literally the opposite of that. It's, I mean, not literally. It's saying that no, there's a brand of masculinity. It's a modifier. And what people look, what people miss is that, in my opinion, toxic masculinity. Yes, it hurts women, but it hurts men just as much, if not more. And I feel like the reason my childhood was just sucked from my current point of view. Is that toxic masculinity telling me how I was supposed to be a way I couldn't be? And this is something else that's dragging men down. It's it's telling them to stick their head in the sand, it's it's teaching them to be terrible people. And yes, men run the world. I mean, still more than women, you know. I think we need to get to a place where women do run the world, Whitmer 28. But um, you know, if men are turned into these safe space weirdo hate-filled fantasy mongers, then the world is going to fall apart. You know, I know a woman who, uh, she has a theory that porn is going to be the end of society. That over time, the proliferation of porn, the normalization of porn, and she's not like, I mean, she's not anti-sex. She's just, and I don't even know if she's anti-porn in general, but like, well, I guess she has to be. But she's not, she's not a right-wing or anything like that. But she thinks porn is going to kill us because eventually men are not going to be able to get it up for normal sex. And I thought about that a lot, but I thought about this actually. Amanda Marcotte's article, she says, she basically says this is worse than porn. Like porn sells itself as a fantasy. Like very few people watch porn and think this is really the way the world works. Whereas trad wives, the trad wife content, is specifically, intentionally selling itself as the real thing. It, it's a diagram. Right. And there was a link, oh, what, possibly the worst thing I watched researching this. There's a woman who's like a video blogger for um, Daily Wire, Brett Cooper. She has 3.75 million subscribers. She's this cute looking 20-something woman. She is so toxic and so bad. And the headline is Trad wives are triggering feminists. Again, it's the straw woman projection thing of the right wing that, you know, we are so triggered, but no, it's the feminists who are upset. They're being triggered. She's like, it's literally just women going about their lives, and these feminists can't handle it. So they're basically saying, this is natural, this is normal, this is everything, this is the truth. And if you can't, and like if you can't attain this, you are the problem. Um I think feminism is kind of important. I think we need I mean women are more than half society, so like they need power otherwise there is no justice. Um and by framing feminist by perpetuating the stereotype that feminists are all angry, hypersensitive maniacs who hate men, I think it is extremely toxic and will continue this disgusting battle of the sexes and I read an article that referenced the 80s mommy wars, how like you're either a good mom or a bad mom and and the two sides being pitted against each other. And then you just get to a general thing here where hypocrisy, hypocrisy is bad. Part of the problem with Trumpism is that, you know, it's pure hypocrisy. And when you accept and normalize and forgive hypocrisy, it makes it very hard to conquer demons, to... To boldly face the problems facing our society—that's terrible way of phrasing it—and um, to, you know, to be truthful, to root out uh, uh, bad actors. When you accept hypocrisy, you can accept anything.
2: If I want to make a bigger purchase, and I'm not talking grocery shopping, I mean something extra. I always go to him first, anyways. But if he says no and puts his foot down, then the answer is no.
0: All right, no, we're almost done. Everyone's almost <laughs> off the hook here. So tell me about... Je- We're almost done with trad wives forever. Tell me about jealousy. How does this uh, figure into your uh, feelings I mean, of the matter?
1: I look, I'm jealous all of, of all influencers who can just do whatever the fuck in the world seems to care. Um, I'm jealous of the lack of shame of some of these people. Like, how do, you, how do you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning knowing you are so venal? Um, and I don't know. I mean again I'm 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 afraid that if this had come along when I was young I would have been tempted by it because I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with this but a part of me would like a more simple life. A part of me would like to escape into the the natural world and a part of me would love, you know, a wife who takes care of me. I mean I want to take care of her too, but you know, you can parcel out this fantasy and say this isn't 100% of your life, you know. Someone who's baking bread for me and, and complimenting me and taking care of me. I mean, hey, as long as I get to do all those things for her too. I don't want to bake bread. but yeah, I'll do I'm things.
0: not eating your bread. I'm sorry.
1: But I, yeah, but you know, I don't know. Maybe living together in a little house and I'm I'm doing a little project. I'm painting stuff around the house and she's baking the bread. And, you know, I can think of far worse scenarios, my friend.
0: I'm positive that the hand-churned butter and the blueberry tarts uh, that they make up there in the Canadian wilderness of Banff. Fame uh, this fuck- gorgeous, dude. I'm sure Banff it is. is so that's nice. why. You, that's why you live this life up there. Yeah, no doubt. But I'm saying, I'm yeah. sure those things are fucking delicious, you know. But the thing is that the the, the whole idea that the, the rigid gender roles on 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 yeah. either women, yeah. you know, we're we're not right. even talking about. I don't want them to be rigid. I
1: just want it to be comfortable. Right. We're you know not even
0: saying? talking about the. Can you imagine the comportment and the behavior of the men? who somehow are accepting yeah. the the hue, women hewing their behavior to these right. men. Like, we don't even discuss that part of it, too. But, and hey. but
1: yes, and someone makes a comment, like the men may r- rarely show up in these TikToks.
0: Yeah. So you have to wonder if they even exist half the They're TikTok. like Charlie Brown's teacher. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's the sound <laughs> of a fucking baffled trumpet when they're speaking. Who the fuck knows, man? It's wild. Yeah, maybe. All right, anyway, what, what about the Flonian scale? Tell me about that. There's- All
1: right, so here we go. I mentioned anti-work. I think this is definitely, you know, it's working world sucks. Let's find a way to oppose it or, or grapple with it. I think this is a terrible way to do it. I think anti-work is, you know, pretty good. More, more good than bad. So anti-work times negative one, the anti of anti-work, right? Minus, you got to go even lower now, right? Minus, I just thought, what's something kind of broy and too masculine and unfortunately, for some stupid reason, as bullshit gender roles, I went with EDM, right? Okay. So minus right. EDM.
2: Minus, we're going
1: to keep going. So was that our first topic, by the sentence. way? I think it was our number one. I think it, it was, was episode the one. First, no, our first topic was Snapchat. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. It was up okay. there, the first three at least.
1: 2017, baby. We've yeah. been doing this six years. You believe that? Yeah. So minus EDM. Let's keep going into more of toxic online bullshit garbage. shit posting.
0: Yeah. So now yeah, you're yeah.
1: well below zero. I don't think it needs to be really, really, really that low. So then you, you did the uh, anti work times negative one minus EDM minus ship posting divided by 31.783. Uh, 0.783. And that, right. Yeah. 783. Write it down. It's a prime number. Punch People it, don't know that. Punch it into your UNIVAC. Yeah. That is where you find trad wise. Wait, my
0: speak and spell is choking on these results. I'm trying to work it out here. Okay, now I got it to work. Yeah,
1: All right. yeah, think, see, here's the thing. Another hypocrisy. They should just call it traditional wives. Trad wives. Like, why are you modernizing the way to say this?
0: <laughs> do old-fashioned. Say the full word. I think we got bigger I, fish to fry in this fight. But um, I think we got bigger, I want to, to fry. I want to sink this... Like a stone to the bottom of this bucket, this this bathosphere, this <laughs> felonious scale we've come up with. But the thing is, it's like, you know, to go back to the top, even though I've been sitting here shitting on the phenomenon for the last half hour or whatever, my fear of alienating good faith people who are who are back to basic singing. Ing, They're ing, not ing, listening. Ing.
1: They're not listening. You're not going to alienate. That's it. true.
0: They Look, s- some of these people may have laudable goals. I don't know i, I just I, I don't want to throw out the entire baby with the bathwater. i just want to like keep a couple of you know maybe maybe the foot up until the mid shin area and i'll throw everything else out mm-hmm. with the bathwater. so in terms of like our worst topics of all time i still am going to talk something like ryan's world is like the the, the utter definition of perniciousness and, and mendacity but i think that's slightly above him Is i still count lana del rey as a foul fa- as a fallacious <laughs> yeah. topic, and you know like yeah. you want to talk about the 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 visible the optics of it a little bit because lana del rey is also this indulgence in the look and the spirit you know she she's this avowed fan of the late 50s early 60s it's this thing that she tries to conjure which is a very traditional big-haired you know curvy thing um the, the way a woman should look and look i haven't listened to her music Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's grown as an artist in the last seven years since we started the show. Maybe she's, maybe she's changed her image. And I'm talking about the thing that she came out of the box doing. This is what it reminds me of. You know, it's a little bit of a trad trad singer thing along the way. So maybe it's not fair, but I'm going to lump her. I lump this topic with Lana Del Rey. You go. You go back.
1: To, you do what what makes you happy and fulfills your role as a podcaster. Your
0: natural role. Yes. My natural, my natural, yeah. trad, trad podcasting, trad hosting. Going, going back to the to the 1800s. Yeah, the right. first. The and
1: it was all bullshit too. These women are supposedly, ba- some of these influencers, sorry, I feel like we haven't said this enough. Some of these women who are like supposedly going back to the land are in these fucking McMansions. Like it's just all horse shit. And that's fine. Most <laughs> things on the internet are horseshit, but they're pretending it's the opposite of horse shit. They're pretending it's literal horse shit, that they're out there with horse shit and they're not they're you know they're making pies with stuff they bought at the freaking Vaughn's in their mcmansion yeah it's not real friends speaking makeup guys speaking not of not
0: real. real we have this is, not real. this is episode 282 we have 281 wow, look at episodes that. before this of things that are wow. not real largely fictive arguments uh, between two idiots yes. on microphones if yes. you'd like to go back and uh, pass, go, go pour through the fossil record and see where we were wrong along the way, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show, Write to us, Noah and Bill, don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators because that's how people find podcasts, I guess. Heat begets heat along the way. It hasn't really worked out for us, but hey, I have to say it because it's written. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. where I do most of my business. It's also Facebook. It's also Insta. It's also all these things. You know, we have some fun here, folks. YouTube.com slash am Caesar. You'll see the video stuff that I've made along the way. And Noah will um, prattle endlessly about whatever he's up to right now, too. Right at this I, moment. It's now. not
1: endlessly. I, I prattle less than you on this topic. It's true, actually. Uh, you can learn about me and what I do at BigQuizThing.com. Learn about the Big Quiz thing, America's finest source for corporate and private live. Trivia events, whether in person, or online, or virtually, and uh, I'm in my busy season, Bill. It's it's crazy. I'm I'm sprinting to the end of the year. Holiday season always busy for us, but there's always room for your event, and we're we're booking heavily for 2024. So go to bigquisting.com bigquizthing.com now. I'm so great at marketing. Uh, uh, you know, get in touch, learn more, uh, get a price quote, watch some videos, get a custom uh, consultation, custom proposal. No obligation necessary. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Noah TheNoahTarnow. N-O-A-H-T-A-R-N-O-W.
0: All right, folks. And so until the next episode of this podcast, where uh, we rearrange our arrangement, me and Noah, and he winds up doing a whole day of podcasting, and I stay at home taking care of the kids and making turnovers and popovers and whatever overs. We don't
1: get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.